Hi, and welcome to the China Business Minute, our weekly catch-up with our China offices. This week, we're catching up with Shanghai. Owen Hockey is the chief representative for the U.S.-China Business Council in Shanghai. Owen, thanks for taking a few minutes. Hey, Ian. Hello from Shanghai. So I know you have a few topics to give us a quick download on. First, the latest between the U.S. and China, some updates on the social credit score system, maybe some provincial updates, and uh, something about environmental enforcement at the local level. So maybe you want to get us kicked off. Uh, what's the latest between the U.S. and China in trade talks? The U.S. imposed 15% tariffs on more than $125 billion of Chinese imports to the U.S. just on Sunday over the weekend. Uh, China responded by imposing additional tariffs on 5 and 10% on some 1,717 U.S. imports. China will also retaliate on a U.S. increase in tariffs to take effect in December 15th. A number of U.S. companies are impacted by additional tariffs uh, that went into effect over this weekend, and, and they do expect more to come into effect here in the coming months. The U.S. Uh, also further escalated things with a plan to increase the tariff rate to 30% from 25% on the other $250 billion worth of Chinese goods on October 1st. China's Ministry of Commerce spokesperson in response to this said that China has many tools to retaliate, but stressed that the focus should now be on how to remove the tariffs to prevent further escalation. And what they noted is the need to create necessary conditions for continuing negotiations. So the next increase is planned for October 1st, and, and the newest news on that is that the U.S. Trade Representative announced a notice will be published in the Federal Register this Tuesday, soliciting public comments on the tariff increase uh, with comments due by September 20th, so look out for that. U.S. escalation of tariffs has caused concerns among a number of lawmakers, analysts, and retail companies about the potential impact on the U.S. economy. Uh, for further negotiations, we've heard that both countries are discussing plans uh, for an additional round of in-person negotiations sometime in September, uh, but we don't have any formal announcement on that yet. Okay, so we've been hearing about the social credit score system here a lot. You, you want to give us a bit of a download on what's going on there? Yeah, you may have seen there have been a number of reports and overviews over the past week about China's development of a social credit system for companies. It's a system that would rate and evaluate companies based on a variety of criteria on their regulatory compliance and, and other matters. We've received a number of questions from companies about the social credit rating system, and they want to understand better how companies are evaluated and what the consequences may be. Uh, many executives in China are receiving inquiries from their headquarters about the possible impact on their business and operations here. In reality, there are still a lot of uh, questions left unanswered about uh, both how this will be implemented and how it will impact companies. There are specific industry rating systems already, and, and so far blacklists have been rolled out for and contemplated for some 14 industries, and China aims to apply the blacklist system to all industries in the future uh, after 2020, so that's really what's gotten companies' attention. Uh, China has not begun to systematically calculate and assign credit scores to companies across all industries. And those now in place are, are kind of more like pilot systems. Uh, so far, only a few central government agencies and some provincial governments have set up detailed systems for rating companies based on records of their regulatory compliance. Uh, USCBC released a more comprehensive overview of the social credit system and what some of the concerns are for our member companies in our China Market Intelligence publication a few weeks ago. Uh, this is on our website, and it may be helpful for companies that are receiving questions about the social credit system and what kind of considerations companies have uh, so that they can better communicate that uh, to their headquarters and those that have questions about how it might impact their business. So moving from the national level down to the provincial, what's, what's new on the provincial level? 
Uh, last week, we saw the state council issued a general plan for six new pilot-free trade zones, which will be located in the province of Shandong, Jiangsu, Guangxi, Hebei, Yunnan, and Heilongjiang. The plan lays out common goals for the six new free trade zones, including creating a better business environment, promoting market liberalization, and improving uh, investment uh, protections. Uh, there are uh, now a total of 18 FTZs, which each have specific regional or industry focuses. While the existing FTGs have primarily seen more administrative-related improvements, such as streamlining business registration and customs processes more than uh, market liberalizations, uh, many companies have found it useful to track the main regional or industry initiatives in FTZs to see if it aligns with their business strategy in China and, and in the region. Uh, for example, on the most recent, these new six FTZs, the Hebei FTZ, for example, is focused on biomedicine and healthcare industries. So if companies are operating in the healthcare space, it may be good to engage with the Hebei FTZ leadership. The Heilongjiang FTZ is focused on being a logistics hub for trade in Northeast Asia and Russia. Companies in the logistics space or, or doing business in the region may find opportunities there. Uh, in many cases, uh, opportunities are directly negotiated with uh, different FTZ leadership. And how about you know, new environmental enforcement at the local level? Is there any updates there? Yeah, we've had conversations with a number of companies on the ground here over the past few weeks about environmental enforcement, uh, definitely a top concern for many companies in the manufacturing space. Since we published our environmental compliance benchmarking report in March this year, many companies have noted they have seen some improvement in transparency of enforcement actions at the local level. However, many companies also note they're still running into challenges at the local level in terms of increased inspections and requirements by local regulators to install expensive emissions reduction, noise reduction, or other equipment that may be excessive and not actually improve their emissions and may not necessarily relate to their specific production. Uh, so a number of companies noted that this has led to cost increase for their operations here overall. Uh, we saw this also reflected in our U.S. China Business Council member survey that was released last week. Uh, rising costs of environmental compliance ranked number four among top cost concerns overall for companies. This, this ranked the same as last year, but it's significant because 33% of companies noted environmental costs as a top concern just behind HR costs, material costs, and product compliance costs. And last but not least, you guys have a conference coming up in Shanghai, right? Yeah, November 8th is going to be our Shanghai China Operations Conference. This is our annual event that we do that's open for our membership and other U.S. companies that may be interested in attending. Uh, this will be the week of the China International Import Expo, which many U.S. companies are participating in. So if you happen to be in Shanghai, I uh, welcome you to join our conference on November 8th. Uh, more information on this is, is on our website, and we'll have a more detailed agenda coming out in the coming weeks. Okay, cool. We'll include a link to that in the show notes, and you can find it on our website as well. Owen, as always, thanks for taking some time. Thank you, Ian. It was a pleasure speaking with you. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can learn more about our work on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. It helps others find it. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week.